0: Now, um, let us look to the Word of God from for the sermon, for the passage, for um, the sermon today. And as we have this Old Testament reading of Psalm 103 in the background, we're going to keep this word of Luke chapter 17, verse 7 through 10 in the foreground. And this is Luke chapter seventeen seven through 10. Will any one of you who has a servant plow or keeping sheep says to him when he has come from the field come at once and recline at the table? Will he not rather say to him prepare supper for me and dress properly, serve me while I eat and drink, and after you, after afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that was that were commanded, you say, say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done what was our duty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, Let's take a moment to pray real quick. Dear God, Lord, we thank you that your spirit is within us as we have gathered in worship. Lord, we want to praise you we want to worship you will you remove all the distractions from us that we may come and hear your words and our hearts and minds be renewed transformed and lord that we will be encouraged and strengthened to live another week to honor you glorify you would you come be with us in jesus let me pray amen so, uh, in fact, uh, as a greeting, would you say um, Happy Thanksgiving to one another and uh, at the same time, uh, you don't have to say it out loud, you could just say, turn around, you know, just wave. Um, it is a Thanksgiving Sunday, so just to lighten up the mood a bit, um, Happy Thanksgiving. Now, uh, it is Lord's Day, so you could say Happy Lord's Day as well. Happy Lord's Day. Uh today's passage um, as we have read uh it's the context uh is is no longer somewhat applicable to us because we don't have servants uh, nowadays we don't have maids at home serving us uh however this uh, passage uh as we think about it we we want to think about what serving means we do serve in different ways. We don't necessarily uh, serve um, in a way that a servant would serve. However, we do serve. Uh, we have we don't have a master, but we do have uh, something that we work toward and we serve. Sometimes it could be money. Sometimes it could be electronic devices. Sometimes it could be your grades and so forth. We do uh, serve something and. If you, I'm sure many of you will know, uh, a singer Bob Dylan, who had won the Grammy in uh, 1979, he has so- written a song called "You Gotta Serve Somebody," and we may have read it, heard it before. Um, and he describes that we all serve something. And the lyric goes like this: For those who do not know the song, it says. You may be an ambassador to England or France, you may be you may like to gamble, you might like to dance, you may be a heavyweight champion of the world, you may be a socialite with a long string of pearls, but you're gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed. What uh, you are gonna have to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you gotta you're gonna have to serve somebody. Well he's describes the nature of human, uh, the innate human nature, that uh, our condition is, is that we want to serve, we want to worship something and someone. Uh, we are created for God, and we are dependent creature, we are created as a dependent creature, that, that we want to serve something, we want to worship something. And it kind of shows us that you know, we are serving. We're, though we may not realize that we are serving something or someone, we are serving Something or someone, and today's passage doesn't really say much about Thanksgiving because it doesn't even say it. Only said thanks once, and that whole word "thanks" was not really about uh, thanking them, but then in fact, how masters should not think their servant. So, you know, and you might be asking, "Come on, Pastor Steve, today is a Thanksgiving Sunday. You're gonna, you know, this is this going to be relevant for us?" Now, uh, this passage talks about, however, the spirit of thanksgiving. So we want to tune in, in on this very passage, and we want to consider three things. And first thing that we want to talk about is the spirit of thanksgiving is Christian. That the spirit of thanksgiving is Christian. Thanksgiving is heart condition of every believer. Consider the considering the idea of master and the servant relationship all believers all believers like you and me uh, some of you who are who believe in Jesus are bondservant to our lord Jesus our lord god the father um, what is then bondservant you might wonder bondservant is a servant who after having served a term or the contract of a year, or maybe many years, you stay as a servant to that same master for a lifelong time. Um, sometimes, you know, when you are at, back in the, in the context of Israel, um, what ha- sometimes when you are in debt, you become a servant to the person that you're in debt to. Uh, sometimes you're, you know, born as a servant, so you are a servant. However, there are times when you have um, now finish paying off your debt or now the contract, the term has ended, then the you you become free. And sometimes year of jubilee comes. Then you are set free. What is the year of Jubilee? Every seven years, there is a sabbatical year where all the farmers they let the land just rest. They don't plant any anything, any seed. They let the plants to or the land to just rest for a whole year of on the seventh year. But that happens on year after uh, every seven year and the seventh year which is nine forty ninth year after that year the, which turns to fiftieth year all that um, all the debts and all the um, things that you owe someone will be cancelled. the Lord has commanded that 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 will be more like a bookend of any kind of uh, financial any kind of you know um, payment that, that you owe to be just cleared and cancelled. Excuse me. Cancelled. So in that case, if you were born on the forty let's not born, you were you became a, a servant on the forty eighth year, and after two years you are set free as a free person. Because the fiftieth year of your jubilee have come. So you could be free whether you pay the debt or even through the year of jubilee and you when you're free you can you're free to go you don't you don't owe anyone anyone anything even though you have owed a person let's say millions of dollars yet you can walk off free now in that case bond servant why would anyone want to be a servant that's the question um this person is a voluntary servant. But when we look at this passage, it almost sounds like cruel that this master doesn't even thank his own servant. Master, uh, however, though, you know, even though you know, we know that these, this, but this context that the Bible talks about in Luke is a servant-master uh, relationship of bond-servant. A servant wants to stay with this master. So realize that it's not that it's a harsh, it's not a harsh master, cruel master who's trying to bring the servant to work. Um, along with that, if the master did ask of the servant to do some hard work, many tasks, in fact, that's that's okay. It should be okay because that's the nature of their relationship. Now, once again, why would anyone want to be a servant for? their lifetime. Well, master probably uh, was good, very gentle, gracious, loving, kind. Maybe a master has saved your life. So you owe him really your life. Maybe the master is like your father. He's he's loving you like a brother or maybe a, a sister or even a mother. So you will serve him or her, right, in that case, um, without any cost, without complaints for a lifetime because something is given to you by this master and is better than money and, and you're, you're, you're okay with it. It's so much better to be with this master. Now, for Christians, for believers, you are spared from the penalty of death to eternal life by Jesus taking the death penalty for us. You're spared of your penalty of sin and death. And when you were given the life, the new life, the eternal life, you're thankful that you're given. And, and in that, you're given with this new life that now you, your spirit, is thankful. However, this thankful, uh, this when, uh, when you do something, uh, you do it with a spirit of thanksgiving, However, you don't do this, uh, you do anything, you don't do anything to 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 save yourself. You do not work to save yourself, because that is, that will be against the gospel. And that will be against Christian message. What is the gospel? God is, the gospel is a good news. But if you have to work to get, be saved, right, that won't be a good news, but it will be a good information. Because, what is a good information? Um... Something like this: um, you are in a, uh, you are studying for your exam, and you know, let's say you're in college and you're studying for your exam, and someone comes and says, hey, you gotta read chapter one through five to make so. And if you work really hard enough, maybe you could get hundred percent, and you could pass that class or that exam. That's a good information that you know where you're to study and um, work. All night, perhaps, overnight, to get the information in your mind. But that's not a good news. But then what is a good news? Good news is a friend coming over to you and say, Hey, um, you know, your professor, or our professor, said you know, he saw that everyone was working so hard and so much is going on in your life, so he decided that he would just you know, give everyone A's. So you don't have to study tonight. You're free everyone gets an A. And guess what? You know, if, you're, if there's a friend where before you're competing with against, against each other to get better grades than others, now, you know, you might just help someone with that time that you have now. Uh, whether, whether they, if they're struggling and they want to learn, or uh, before you are competitors, now you're like, oh, no, I already got good grades. So I could just teach you this and help you with this. That is the good news. God, not only, um, and you have freely received so much more than you deserve, that you're willing to, uh, willingly and voluntarily serving. Um, I, there's a moment when I wanted to actually serve someone, help someone. And this is when I was young, and when I was eight. Uh, maybe, I don't know He's anyone his eight, but I was small and this is when I was uh, just growing up and my brother had a lot of friends and I followed my uh, brother and his friends to a pool. And I, when I went there, I was tipped Tip- tip-toeing tiptoeing uh, in the water because everyone was head taller than me. I'm already short, but when I was young, I was very short. And everyone was so much taller back then, too. And, and in that, I was following because I wanted to hang out with them. I wanted to swim with them. And when I went, um, and, and as they were, they were moving faster than me because uh, they were taller and they could reach the floor where I'm tiptoeing all the way through. And they went across the pool at, that, at some point. And I wanted to go follow them because I want to be with them, hang out with them. And as I was going, I realized the water was deep. And when, when it was deep, I realized that I can't follow catch up to them, so I would have to swim. But I wasn't like a good swimmer. So I decided, but I was good at submerging myself in, under the water and pedal really hard and get to the other side really fast. So I decided that, okay, I can't catch up to them with my feet because, you know, they're too far away. They're, they're faster, walking faster. I'm just going to swim. But now I need to make a huge, I need to breathe in and, uh, large grass. I can have a huge breath and take a huge breath and go under and swim under the water. And I did so. And when I did that, um, I was so sure that I could make to the, to the, uh, to the other side where the, wall of the pool is and i went and i i didn't have goggles but i had a squinty i was opening my eyes a little bit into water so i know where i was and i did and i reached out to the wall and i'm almost there to all all my friends where my friends were and i reached out and i thought i was there but i was about a foot short so i went up and tried to breathe but i was it was, it was a little too deep, and I was drowning. I was coming down. I was, I was drowning. And so I, in, at that short time of period, as an eight-year-old, okay, what I need to do is I need to go down and jump back up. Hit the floor, jump back up so that I could go up for the air again. And I tried. And I, I waited, and I was going down. But in fact, it was so much deeper than I anticipated. And I am keep on going down. And I'm not getting any air. I already had water in my mouth. And I thought I was going to die. And I was drowning. And at that moment, I felt a little pull upward. It was my brother's friend. One of his friends saw me drowning and pulled me up. Obviously, he was so much taller than me. So he pulled me up and I grasped. I was, I was breathing. I said, air, oh my goodness. How sweet, how great is this air that it felt. And I, I went and said, thank you to the friend who had pulled me up. And in fact, what I wanted to do was I wanted to give him all the things that I had. It doesn't matter the money. All the money that I have, I want to give it to him. The toys that I really cherish and I love, that I don't want to give it to other people, I want to give to him. A year old and toys at that time was kind of important. And I, and I said, hey, you know, I will do anything that you asked me to do because such a, you, know, you saved me, literally saved me. I was so thankful when you have when you were given with something that you can't pay back. Although there is something that you love and that you cherish it but then you could still give it away because your thankfulness outweighs what you love. Jesus Christ gave thanks to God in his last supper, before the betrayal, before his impending death. And Jesus knew that his death was coming. And he prayed sweat and blood on the Mount of Gethsemane. And yet he, he knew all the pain and suffering that's going to be a cosmic pain and more than what we can endure and you can even, even imagine. And yet the Lord, Jesus, he thanks the Lord on the Lord's Supper. Perhaps that's the every heart of, the heart of every believer, the condition of, of our hearts, that the spirit of thanksgiving in both joy and sorrow, like our savior. I understand maybe some of you don't feel like. You know, why would I? I don't feel like giving thanks unto God right now. The pandemic has been, the COVID has been so bad this year. This year has been tumultuous and so challenging. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't easy this year. I have lost jobs. I don't have inconsistent in income now. My relationships are struggling. It's hurtful. And I've lost some of my friends, my families. Even co-workers I don't feel like giving thanks to anyone I don't, I'm not in the mood you know it's not good year for me well God doesn't command us to be thankful in the position in this situation like this but if anything Jesus understands what you're what you're experiencing. Jesus prayed sweat and blood on the Mount of Gethsemane, knowing what suffering and death will come. And he involved himself to this world so that in your suffering and in pain, he has come so that in this messy world that you may come draw near to him. He doesn't say, be thankful to me all the time. No, he comes, draws near to you and say. Come draw near. I know you're feeling. I know you're struggling. I know your hardships, challenges. Come draw near. I am, I've drawn near to you. So if you, so if you feel that way, go to Jesus. Come to Jesus. And if you, uh, you don't bear your burden on your own, but share with those who you entrust and you love, you care, and then someone who tr- who cares for you. Go to them and share your burden. And if you like, if you want to stay after the worship service, if you want to pray, if you want me to pray, if you want the leadership here to pray for you, come draw, come the, come and stay after, and we will pray for you. Now the second point, spirit of thanksgiving serves the foundation of every believer's Service is thankfulness. Believers serve with thankfulness. In the passage today, the servants do not complain after coming back from the field and, prepare, and they're preparing the meal. They came back from the field working hard and they're preparing the, the meal for the master. See, they don't even get the things that they perhaps would like to get. Um, would you want to prepare dinner after coming from working hard from a field? If you're single, maybe you know this feeling a little bit. Um, maybe when you were single, you could imagine yourself. You could track back how you were when you were single. You know, when you would come back from work, and you worked really hard, and then you come home, and you're so tired, and and you're 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 just you're feeling lazy, but you have to. You're still so hungry, so you have to go eat. You have to cook food for yourself. So what happens? What happens in the end is because you want to rest. You just want to. Um, Basically, do a quick fix and you, um, you, know, you eat poorly because you don't really want to work. Unless you really, really love cooking, you don't want to cook. You do something quick and then eat. Maybe moms and dads who work uh, in, the, in, the, in the morning and, and then come back home and cooks may understand this too. Um, you, you don't want, when you come back from work, you're tired, but you do prepare a meal for your family. But at the same time, you know, you wait for the maybe Mother's Day or Father's Day or even at the least your birthday to receive maybe perhaps a thanks from someone, from your family members. So you you will at least get a thanks and recognition. But these servants don't even get a recognition. No one says thank you to them. And you would think, oh, man, that's terrible. Like, how? You know, I want to I want you know, wouldn't you want to complain to the master and say, hey Master, can I at least get a things? Because I think I deserve a little things, a little pet on the back. But surprisingly, the servants response were this we are unworthy slash unprofitable servants. We have only done what was our duty. Now you know are what our response will be. But now, what is the difference between these servants and perhaps what we are thinking? There are two options. Two, probably two things. First, they're scared. They're scared to death of their master. Because he's going to be super harsh. They're going to make you, he's going to punish you if you don't work. Or, they could be super thankful that, they have been, that he's been gracious and loving and caring. So they're out of thankful heart, they're serving. See, but it can't be that they were scared. Because we talked about how bondservant works, right? Bondservant works because they love their master, because they, are, they care for you, love you. So you want to be their servant for lifelong, all your life. So it can't be because that they are fearing this master, that they're, that they're serving him. But rather, it will be that they, would, they thank the Lord. They, they thank their master. So they are very happy and thankful. And they, or they could be there glad and be thankful with a given task. I guess one of the, one of the uh, examples for happy and thankful is that, you know, when you love your job. Have you ever met someone who loved their job? like, oh my goodness, I love my job because my job is what I wanted to do anyways. And it's such a rewarding, impactful, meaningful, I love it. Maybe some teachers will say that. Maybe some maybe, uh, possibly environmental, um, or someone who loves nature will say that, say, "I love taking care of this nature and help this, um, this preserve this nature so that we could pass it on to the next generation and so forth. It's so meaningful, impactful, it's so great, rewarding." So whenever I work, even though it's hard, it's laborious work, I enjoy it. And money I get it's just a bonus to what I love doing. But there are some who would say the otherwise like ah oh, I don't really like my job like, I I do it because you know I'm glad I'm in, uh, I'm glad I am uh, in a position uh, to uh, to be able to work. But I'm do, I'm doing it because I'm good at it, or I'm doing it because I was trained for it. And I'm glad that I'm in a position of this privilege to afford things for my family and for me. So I, I, I keep on doing. At least we're out of the holes. We don't have to worry about, you know, the sustaining sustenance of our family my, my, or my life. So in that case, um, you're glad, at least. So you're thankful still. The spirit of thanksgiving willingly serves because tasks are suitable and meaningful so maybe these these servants realize that these are good things meaningful rewarding so you're thankful as servant because god has given more than you deserve that you serve ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 through 14 says this uh, it's on, it should be on the screen, I believe. Uh, in Him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might to might be to the praise of His glory. In Him you also, when you heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is a guarantee of your our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory god uh, not only saves you saves your life but he guarantees that you will acquire the possessions and the inheritance of all that he had created he's not just giving you an eternal life he is blessing you pouring out all the things and And all the things that he owns, he has created, he has making you, he's making us to be the ruler and allows us to grow and cultivate the things that he had created for us. More so than that, more so than that, the inheritance and the possessions. In fact, God gives himself to us. As we see in the the passage earlier in, in Ephesians, He sends His Holy Spirit. He gives Himself to us. Not only Holy Holy Spirit, He sends His only Son to us, so that we may have Him, the best gift that you could ever receive. All the other things are just a bonus. Having received more than what we deserve you will not demand a thanks from your master while doing all sorts of things. In humility and obedience, you will do what was commanded because what you have is better than what you had before. And one example will be, you know, you would love to have, uh, have a privilege of holding an iPhone 12 uh, Pro Max, the, the, the most recent iPhone that came out. Then, iPhone 6s that I'm holding, <laughs> where there's such a blessing to have that. And because, and let's say you're a child who has, who was given with this iPhone, and if your parents says, hey, so and so, go, tra- take out the trash every week, and you would not mind doing anything because, all of these things, because you're thankful. You're thankful that you have the newest, newest phone. And you will do that until probably next iPhone comes out. <laughs> but the spirit of thanksgiving serves voluntarily, willingly, and we see that. And the last point, the spirit of thanksgiving sees more. Therefore, the heart of thanksgiving looks for more things to do in humility. Servants here, they said they're unprofitable, they're unworthy. Well, did they do a terrible job in their work? Is that why they said, oh, we're terrible, we're unprofitable, you know, master, we, we are so bad. No, because um, they were bondservants, they wanted to be there, they wanted to serve this master. So they couldn't have been lazy and slacking. And also, Jesus would have probably said in this passage that, hey, these were wicked servants. They didn't do their job. They, they were slacking. But he didn't say that. Servants were thankful and glad that they were master, what their master has done for them. So they were more eager to serve. They were still, there's so there's still so much to harvest. So they are they know that they're unprofitable. They could have done more. They they can do more. They need there are more things to be done. And they are not satisfied with the works that they have done so far. They want to do more because they have received so much more from their master. And as we, have, as we remember, Ephesians says, as Ephesians has said, "Your possession," or the, your master's possessions is your possession." What your master's business is now your business. You have been unidentified. Your identity has been identified with your master. So you see more to harvest. Because your his game is your game. Thanksgiving is a season of thanks, uh, giving thanks. Perhaps uh, more so than counting blessings and quantity of numbers and what what to be thankful for how about thinking about thinking about quality instead of thinking of how much money you earned how much gifts you received instead of how much what kind of grace i've got how about thinking about maybe what kind of love you received what kind of what kind of quality what what quality of favor that you have received what kind of what quality of hope that you have received What quality of mercy you have received when you have not finished what you were commanded to do. You were given the task to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. We are to harvest, but we haven't brought back enough of harvest. Some might say, Jesus is, or God is in a harsh master's thing. See, he's expecting unreasonable expectation and a burden. He's putting a burden on his people. And if you see in the parable talents in Matthew chapter 25 verse 24 to 25 It says this this is the talent uh, This is the third servant who only had He received one servant and dug it under the ground and brought out the talent and gave back when the the master came back This is what he said to the master. He said Master, I knew that you were you will be a harsh man or hard man Weeping where you did not sow gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was so afraid that I went and hid your talent in the ground here. You have what is yours. Bible, see, and then some of you might, some some people might say, see, though even Bible says that God is harsh and burdensome. Well, in fact, if he was really harsh, he would have given eight talents to one servant and probably said, triple this. But he doesn't do so. Our master, on the other hand, puts on our burden of sin and he carries it on the cross. And when he takes our burden on the cross, he gives his blessings to us. His precious blood has paid for our sins. And he has set us free from the slavery of sin. And He makes us, brings us into His family and makes us heir of God. You and I deserve wrath of God, but receive blessings of God. Jesus exchanged our place of of wrath with His blessings. On the cross, we see the death of God's love. The spirit of thanksgiving allows us to see so much more in the quality, quality, quantity, the depth, the width, the height, and breadth of God's mercy and kindness and His favor on His people. He moves us to be the harvesters for His glory in this thanksgiving. He's not a harsh taskmaster. So we... Give. We do. We serve Him with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is more than uh, counting God's blessings here on earth, but it is about who, about God who has given Himself to us so we can give ourselves unto Him. Our eternal burden is lifted and set free from sins. Our lips. Let our lives be filled with thanksgiving for our Savior. Also, may our Thanksgiving Day remind us that there are much, much to harvest. And we are yet unprofitable servants who need to harvest those who are seeking Christ Jesus so that they may enter into the joy of our Master. And God will be pleased uh, in His eternal harvest of redeemed people. At this time, I'm going to invite you to pray. I know I've actually gone over much of time, um, but would you take a moment to uh, consider these things in prayer as a response to God's word? Uh, will you take a moment to ask God, Lord, you're the you're the Lord, Master. Will you? What would, What do you command of me? I hear uh, that we know. I know that you're. Your loving master. So will you speak to me at this time? And and if you do not, if you have not if you do not know the Lord, then would you take this moment to say, Lord, I hear that you are gentle, loving Master. Will you show yourself to me that I may come to know you all the more? And afterwards, we should pray for your friends, people that you know who do not know the Lord, that they may know the pleasures of our Master. Second moment in response. Dear Heavenly Father, we give thanks to our Maker, our Lover, our Master, our Lord, for your love and your mercy endures forever. And praise be your name, that you would bring us in, not as necessarily only a servant, but as your heir, as your family. And you have given yourself to us. Oh Lord, what a pleasure it is to serve a God, a master like you. You are gentle, kind, merciful. You favor us in your kindness. We give you praise. Lord, though we may be unprofitable, you still extend your mercy to us. Lord, we want to serve you. May this thanksgiving would remind you of what you have given us, whom you have given us, that we may come out joyfully, serve you in every place that we are in. May the spirit of thanksgiving be upon us as a believer, as a follower of our loving Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.